You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. To another episode of Trash Pandas. I am one of your hosts, Lindsay, and this is my magnificent co-host, Lauren. And we also have a special guest today, our number one Trash Panda fan, <laughs> Stephanie. Every um, Friday. <laughs> every Friday she watches us. We are going to get uh, some hopefully really good feedback from her about what's going on with 90 Day World. But in the meantime, um, Lo, have you been watching anything? Um, no, I have not been watching anything too much. I've, I uh, finally finished The Queen's Gambit. You were right. So it was so fucking good. So, so I will good. tell people to watch that for sure. Yeah. Um, other than that, I've just been keeping tried and true to fucking, uh, Bob's burgers. <laughs> Hell yeah. In the middle of a new season. Yeah. <laughs> I just count down for that. So, but I know you've been watching a lot of stuff. Okay. So the one thing that just, uh, picked back up on Bravo a few weeks ago is Southern Charm. It's, a tried and true staple of the Bravo universe, um, set in, um, Charleston. And, uh, it just picked back up and what's interesting about it is after last season, I was pretty much done with it. Cause I was like, all these people are douchebags. They're all assholes. Like this, this cast is just like a bunch of super privileged white people. Like I'm done, <laughs> which I mean, what, what's new in, in TV. Uh, but, um, this season, they have kind of tried to diversify and kind of, like, put some of the cast members on the spot about shit that's happening. So we see them all go through um, coronavirus and, like, the, the initial shutdowns, and we see all of their responses to it. And some of them are, like, totally not taking anything seriously. Um, they're still out partying. They're still out doing all of this shit. Um, but then we have this new cast member. Her name is Leva. And Leva is Lebanese, I believe. Anyways, um, and her husband is African American and they have a child together and they own a bunch of restaurants in the area. And so when coronavirus hits, it's kind of goes through them. Like you see them having to like lay off employees and just them dealing with like the reality of what's happening. Like we don't have a business anymore and they're freaking out. They don't want to lay off their employees. Like it's, it's very interesting and then the next thing that happens in like the most uh, recent episode was um, one of the girls on it is her name is Catherine C. Calhoun and her great, great, great grandfather is Calhoun, who was a vice president who stood for slavery, who was part of the Confederacy and um um, it's right after the George, the, the George Floyd, um, murder happened and, um, they're in a park and they're standing in front of like the Calhoun statue and they're like all calling for the statue to come down. And Catherine, who is a part of the cast is like noticeably absent from it, um, doesn't have anything to say about it. And Leva's like, this is bullshit. Like if you're on the right side of history, you should be out here and you should be standing with us like as an ally. So it's like super interesting because I feel like for once in the Bravo universe, like shit gets real. And these are real topics and real things that friends are like coming to terms with with each other because a lot of I feel like <clears throat> in Southern Charm, they just kind of like glaze over the fact that like a lot of them had like these ties to slavery mm. and racism and all of that. And like now they're being confronted with it. 
And it's super interesting just to see like that all play out and um, how it's all happening. And Catherine got in a lot of trouble. She like, um, she sent like, um, there was uh, an African American um, woman on Twitter that was like messaging back and forth with Catherine and Catherine had sent her like a monkey emoji. Oh no. And Catherine's like, I didn't know. I didn't know it was uh-huh. that. I swear it wasn't me. Like, I didn't mean it that way. And it's like, bitch, check your privilege. Like, it's 2020. Are you fucking kidding me? Right, like, right. like, you didn't fucking know. So, um, I will say that, like, up until this point, everything in Southern Charm was very vapid. And, um you know, just, like, trash television, but this season is, like, they're dealing with these realities. Okay. And it's it's very just, it's interesting to watch. I saw that it was, like, on the top, it was, like, in the top ten or something on Netflix, right? Um, I don't know. Does Bravo share their shit with Netflix? I don't know. I don't oh, maybe think it wasn't. Do. Maybe I was thinking of something else then. Okay, yeah, I don't but, think Bravo shares yeah, their shit with Netflix. Um, I just feel like it sounds familiar and I don't normally watch Bravo. So I thought maybe it was like, okay, but yeah, but yeah. So anyways, it's really interesting. Um, it's, it's, uh, very relatable to everything you're going through and, um, you're seeing unfold across the country. These people that are finally having to confront race when they never wanted to. Um, so it's, I think that's like in it's very interesting and, and I love it. And I'm glad that Bravo is like shining this light on them and like making them answer and atone for, yeah, for, for what they have been doing and been, um, been giving the past for, honestly, mm. for a lot of this shit. So, um, other than that, Boardwalk Empire, amazing. It still think it's great. It's still taking it's taking me forever to get through it. The episodes are so long, but it's so good. How long I mean, is each episode? An hour. Okay, but it always feels like an hour and a half. Yeah, it really does. I mean, it's a lot. A lot happens in each episode, but I can't. I can't sing high enough phrases. It's a, it's a wonderful show. So definitely check out Boardwalk Empire if you have not. Um. So ready to dive into ninety day? Always. Always. Love trash. All right. Trash, trash, literal trash. <laughs> We're going to have shirts. Yeah. Trash, trash, literal trash. <laughs> um, okay. So I think our first first was Jenny and Summit for this. Or wait, are we going to do a little recap on everything from the Well, before? we were going to do, yeah. Okay. Well, then you start. So let's start with Devin and Jean. Okay. So um, her parents come to visit and. Um, her they're in like a new apartment and her mom's like feeling all better about their situation um because it's like a nicer apartment but I just have to side note because Devin's mom is crazy like literally crazy certified crazy so I sent Lauren this video today um in one of my 90 day groups um they found out that Devin's mom, Alicia, has her own YouTube channel. And she's like a total conspiracy theory nut job. Like, it's insane. Like, I think the video that I sent you was about how she thinks that the government is collecting our poop samples. Yeah. To. <laughs> yeah. Okay. To so find out about our health. Mm-hmm. You sent that to me. Okay, so she sent it to me, and I didn't even, like, look at who it was. And I just, like, read the title, and I was like, okay, let me click on this. And I'm, like, listening to what she's saying, and I'm like, this is fucking nuts. Like, I don't know why anybody would ever think this. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Is that, what's her name, Alicia? (laughs) Like, is that her? She's like, yes! I'm like, oh, my God, dude, that is crazy. She is actually nuts. She's actually nuts. Like, she has all these videos out there that are totally conspiracy theory, weird, weird shit. And um, Devin is a Trumpster, Mm -hmm. which we've talked about. And she's, like, very, like, the QAnon, like, 
She's something. She's something. <laughs> She's something. Um, so anyways, they go see the apartment and um so Jihoon um so Jihoon and Devin are getting married. Jihoon decides to do like this traditional Korean ceremony where um him and his friends are bringing in a ham box. And the ham box is spelled H A H M. And H A H M literally means box, but he keeps saying ham box. And so Devin's dad thinks that he means that he's bringing in a box of ham. He's just like, he's like, so weird. <laughs> I'm, you're gonna, like, I'm gonna trade you my daughter for a box of ham. Yeah, that's what he said for a box of ham. <laughs> So, um, uh, they, ex- what it is, is they're exchanging this box for Devin. Devin had to hide somewhere in the apartment. This is all part of the ceremony. And, um, Jihoon and his friends come in with this box. His friends are wearing these dried squid. Oh God. It was masks. so gross. Um, and they present the parents with this box, but what we find out is those dried squid masks represent like warding off evil mm-hmm. in the marriage. Once they get in the door, there's like a dried board on the ground. They smash the gourd. That also means like warding off evil in the marriage. And they then give the parents this box. And when they open the box, um, it's like all these, the, the box is filled with things that are supposed to help the marriage. So yeah, like, like trinkets and, and yeah. traditional So like there's and... two like carved wood birds that are like tied together. And that's supposed to be like symbolic of their marriage. Like they're mm-hmm. tied together in marriage and whatever. And to Devin's parents' defense, which... You won't hear me say this often, but they are very receptive to this whole process. And they think like it's an honor to be a part of it. Yeah, that was kind of cool that they at least were like culturally. Her dad did say he was like honored to be part of it. And I thought it was hilarious because when like Jihoon comes in with his friends, they like break the gourd and her dad is just like, yeah. Like, he's super enthusiastic and the mom is just kind of like what's this like, what is, why are they wearing a squid mask and he's just like sitting there clapping in the corner you know so then after they go through the box and Jihoon goes and he finds Devin she was like hiding in a closet or something I mean their apartment is literally like 500 square feet there's only so many places she can hide so right. goes gets in Devin and the ceremony is over but it was just a cool um, like traditional Korean ceremony, um, before a wedding. And so then after that, Devin goes and tries on her wedding dress in front of her mom. The wedding dress is beautiful. It is really pretty. It's so gorgeous. I love it's it. It's long sleeve. It's so gorgeous. Um, and then basically like the next thing we see happen is their wedding day. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote so much makeup on G. Yeah. So I guess like it's considered normal in like Korean um, culture for the men to have makeup on that day, mm-hmm. which I mean, I get it. You're getting pictures. You want to look good. I, I'm here. No shame. Um, so, but he's wearing a lot of stuff. Like I, he almost looks like a ventral, like a dummy. <laughs> Like, I have to say, though, yeah, like, like he's yeah. so, like, <laughs> he's so, like, they totally whitewashed his face. Yeah, yeah. That's like, also really, ooh. really popular, though. Yeah, like, kind of like geisha, almost, mm-hmm. but that's Japanese, but. Well, like, even, like, in some of, like, the videos and stuff you see online of, like, the girls doing their makeup, they'll have, like, the white powder Super that they put white. on and stuff, and, yeah, they, like, kind of just make it really, really pale. Yeah. Um, I also said about this is that, um. Her hair, Devin's hair, in the back, she had, like, bleached blonde streaks. streaks in the back of her hair. And I was like, she would have been perfect. She would have literally looked so beautiful. 
had she not turned around and I saw those fucking blonde Beach extensions. Streets. What was that? Yeah. Why do you want to look like a skunk? Like, why it is that something that like you want that. to do? It was like <laughs> leftover Barbie hair that what? got tangled. <laughs> what was she thinking? Hair. What was she like thinking? It, it was awful. <laughs> I feel like if you want to like dye them some crazy colors, so there's like a pop of color. Okay, cool. But just leaving it blonde, like yeah, it just right, looks yeah. very like. I don't know. It was Wrong very practice. weird. So basically their wedding, um, Devin describes it as like a factory style wedding where it's like they have 45 minutes to get in and get out. And um, there's brides lined up behind her for their time after her. So they are on like a super time crunch. Um, and so she's like getting ready. And this was so cute. Like Big D looked through like the curtains and she was like what is she doing in there and her mom was like she's making herself pretty but big d looks so cute oh little, D. little dracula little, little dracula little we love you big d little, little d. D. d uh so um the wedding is like cute so it's super cool though because like yeah they only have 45 minutes but when they're going down the aisle, the aisle's like a runway. Yeah. Like, it's like, like a either literal runway. And so, like, when Ji-hoon walks out, he's, like, pumping up the crowd. And he's, like, all for it. Like, he's a total ham. And then, um, you know, Devin comes out. And she looks like like she's on a runway. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's yeah, beautiful. She's gorgeous. I mean, it's a beautiful venue. Minus that hair, but she was gorgeous. Yeah, <laughs> no, she was gorgeous. But the, I mean, like, it's a beautiful venue. And the whole ceremony was cute. I mean, she didn't know because the officiant was, like, speaking Korean. And obviously, she doesn't know Korean. So she was, like, she kind of, like, laughed at a few things. And Ji-hoon was, like, this serious. Which <laughs> I thought was so funny because, like, Ji-hoon is, like, the most yeah, he's like serious, right? Like he's hilarious. Like he's always laughing about shit. So I thought that was funny. So then afterwards, um, Devin, it was really important for Devin to dance with her dad at the wedding, like to have that one piece of like an American wedding in the wedding. So they did a slow dance where Devin danced with her dad, and then at that time, Jihoon was dancing with Big D. Aww. And it was like it was really cute, such a little dad moment. And Alicia even said, like seeing Jihoon dance with um, Drusilla was like super sweet and like kind of like made her feel more at ease about this whole situation. Um, and that's something I can say about Jihoon for sure is that he has like stepped up and like taken care of those kids. I feel. I like. mean, I feel like he's. Super receptive. To he like says, "My like, daughter, Drusilla, right, right, blah, and he loves, like, right. He's totally taken her yes. in as a daughter. Absolutely. Like, there is no. It doesn't seem to be from what we see like any favoritism between like Tan and yeah, and and Drusilla. So that's super neat. So fast forward after the wedding, um, Corona virus hits Korea. And Devin is doing like a face can like she's recording herself. Oh, okay, like a mm-hmm. personal. Yeah. And Devin called she's like, so the coronavirus coronal <laughs> hit South Korea. The coronavirus. And here's the thing. The first time she said it, I was like, Oh, it was just a mistake or something like and then she keeps saying the coronavirus. <laughs> Um, so that's not a mistake. <laughs> that's just what she actually thinks That's just called. what she yeah. thinks it's called. And what's so fucked up, though, is, too, is, like, she's wearing a mask. She's inside of her apartment. And she's taking the space. She's filming like, herself. herself. Just, yeah. yeah. I'm like, you're in your apartment. Man. A little, little dramatic, but okay. It was a, a look. A lot dramatic. So, um, she, she says, like, she's worried about the virus. And then she basically explains, like, um, her being in quarantine has basically, like, ruined her marriage. I mean, they went into quarantine pretty soon after getting married. So, I guess if you can't ever get away from each other, then, like, maybe, and your apartment is that small, 
it's probably hard to like find a place to just be away. And the first year buried is usually the hardest. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they like have that small on top kids. of everything else. Right. Yeah, like living yeah. in their house with them. So I, I assume yeah. that that would probably cause a lot of tension. And But you get through that shit. You got married. You decided that you guys are going to mm-hmm. get married. And you fucking work through it. So, but yeah, she basically says that it's it's like now or never for their marriage to like either like go or not. But then she decides never because she's going to go back <laughs> she to goes the United back to States. <laughs> So she decides to hop on a plane with both kids and leave um, South Korea because shit's just not working out. And Jihoon plays a lot of video games. And I don't know, like, we don't see it. I mean, it's so hard, like, as a, like, a viewer to be like, what was he really, like, what was the extent of it? Because, like, yeah, we see him play video games, but, like, how often was I mean you don't know you just don't know right you and you don't yeah you're not there for the time right. the cameras aren't on and you don't know how people right. are acting in front of cameras right so exactly shit changes people yeah um should we do a spoiler about no we won't we'll wait till then okay <laughs> we Until know you. we know stuff about Devin um all right so next couple was she's sick and Melissa. Yeah. So, uh, Cheese Stick and Melissa, um, what happens in the last episode? So, Tim um, has to go back to the U.S. because he's running out of money. And oh, that's, that's where it starts. Yeah, and yep. he already booked a ticket to go back to the United States. So, the next thing we see is they're, like a con- they're having a conversation, and he's like, I have to go back to the United States. And she's like, well, did you already book your ticket? And he's like, yeah, I did. And she's, like, pissed about this. Even when she's pissed, though, it's just, like, the same face, the same yeah, it's like, yeah. monotone. <laughs> I am you know? angry. So, yeah, I thought maybe I had, like, accidentally deleted <laughs> some of my notes, time. but apparently I did not. No, you didn't. Because he doesn't tell her that he's going. And at one point, she says to him, like, well, when you decide to tell me after you already booked the ticket. And he was, like, whether I was booking the ticket tonight or I was booking the ticket before, it doesn't matter. Like, that's basically what's going to have to happen. Right. Eventually, she's like, okay. Well, before that, though, she says that he's only thinking about himself. But I'm like, how is he only thinking about himself? Like, he doesn't have money. He doesn't have a job. And his job is threatening to fire him if he doesn't come back. Right, exactly. His job is like, we're not holding this any longer. Like, it's getting to the time where we're not going to hold your job any longer. And he's like, I know marriage is not an option for us right now. So what am I supposed to do? I can't get a job here in Columbia. So I'm like, how is he being selfish? Like, unless you tell him, like, I will pay for all of your expenses, like, how is he being selfish? He's being realistic. Like, yeah. that just mm-hmm. is what it is. Yeah. And like, what ha- what has she offered to help out with the situation? She, she hasn't. She didn't turn around and go like, oh, well, let me like offer right. you something to make you stay. Exactly. It's just her going straight into like, okay, well, and I he, guess that's and fine. He, and he adds like, I intend to come back. Like, that's my goal. I intend to come back. But I need to have a job. I need to have some type of stability like this isn't like I but I have to have some kind of income like this just isn't gonna happen right so um she says she doesn't know if she should wait for him because she feels like he hasn't been there for long enough um to even make a decision to be in like a long distance relationship with him like she doesn't know if she can trust him yet um so She's an a-hole. Yeah, that's, like, where that ends. I mean, she's always an a-hole. Well, so, we do see that. Well, yeah, so she drops them off at the airport, and they both cry, and she says she she's She shed a single them. tear. Yeah, it yeah, was, it like, was literally, literally... She was, like, a tear <laughs> fell up out my eye, and that was it. It was one tear. I know. It didn't even look real. No, real. it didn't. It, it felt like, like she spit on her hand and, like, <laughs> some eye drops for right in the eye. Yeah. Everyone was like, oh, my God, she showed some sort of, like, you emotion. know, emotion. emotion. And I'm just like, when? Yeah. All I saw was one angle. She was standing there looking 
stoic as normal. And yeah. then the next angle, suddenly she had like yep. some wetness there. <laughs> like, oh, for sure. <laughs> That's super <laughs> sus. There was a there was a changing yeah. camera angle too. I think that that was placed for sure. <laughs> for sure. And that's basically that's it. She's to give me Lisa. That's she's. I mean, that's the end it? of them. The boring. Don't the, bring them back. We the, don't want a second season of that. The soggiest couple. <laughs> so bad. Please don't bring them back. They're Listen soggy. to us, TLC. They're super soggy. Um. All right. Next couple, Jenny and Summit. This is actually like super fun. Yeah, though. it's pretty intense. So his parents come to their house. And they didn't want to come. Um, they say they will never accept Jenny and Smith as a couple. So they get there and they sit down and we already know their feelings. Like they're already like, nope. We've heard it a million times Don't care. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. We've already. Yeah, exactly. Like this is like been there, done that. We know what they're going to say. So um, Smith basically pleads with his parents for support and they say no no way his mom is so mean and awful she awful. is yeah she awful. literally is awful she is an mm-hmm. awful human being like the worst human being at first yeah. i was like maybe just like you know cultural difference i understand no, she's upset and then after that i was like not a nice yeah. lady you're a bitch yeah um yeah. so <laughs> she says there is no law, or his mom smith's mom says there's no law above parents and the marriage will happen over their dead bodies. And then his dad's like, um, her kids are older than you, Samit. And this is all you can find? Look harder. Yeah. You can find an American woman a hundred times better. A million times better. That's what he's telling Samit about Jenny. And the mom uh, yells at Jenny to leave Samit alone. And Jenny is like there's like a like a one-on-one yeah. interview and Jenny's like oh I saw that look in her eyes I know that look that's an angry mad look on her face I know that look and I was like good you learned that in kindergarten very yeah, astute <laughs> Jenny literally submits mom is like this <laughs> oh I know that one <laughs> Oh, really? You have it to tell like me she's she angry. Does it seem like she's angry? It looked like she had angry eyes. I think she might be angry. Um, so I'm like, Jenny, you're dumb. <laughs> so um, the mom says Samit is becoming old because of Jenny. Samit gets on his knees. He's begging with his parents. Jenny's like, I'm out of here. I'm going to leave. I'm not going to do this. I'm going back to family. And she like gets up and walks off. It's like super drama. And then, um, and then of course she comes back because it's 90 day fiance. And, uh, so, um, after that submit says he is never going to come home. Like, I'm never going to come home to leave with you, live with you. Even if I'm not with Jenny. And Jenny then confronts Samit's mom and is like, listen, I came to visit you before and you guys loved me. Like, we had a great time. We were all getting along. Like, I don't understand. You took me shopping. Right. Like, you cried cried when when I I left. left. Like, I don't understand. Like, why do you hate me so much now? And, um, uh, Samit's Oh, and then Jenny's like, you know what? Like, you should just be worried about Samit's happiness because when my daughter chose who she was going to be married to, I wasn't happy at first, but I got over it because I understood that this is what made my daughter happy. And Samit's dad's like, oh, so you're taking out um, or you're punishing us because you're unhappy with your daughter's marriage. And Jenny's like, what like no that's not at all what i'm saying like this is crazy town and it was crazy town the mom the mom had asked um submit multiple times isn't he ashamed and he was saying no and he kept she kept on saying shame to them Mm -hmm. and jenny gets really upset about that it's just like it's not shameful like i don't understand why you keep on saying that she's saying that her uh you know age shouldn't matter just another example of jenny having 
zero concept of like another uh, set of ways and cultural differences Mm -hmm. completely. She is just completely out of her fucking element. That Mm -hmm. girl has no clue. She keeps on trying to rationalize things in like such an American way. Like Mm -hmm. she goes into the other room and she says, um, she says, uh, this, this stuff doesn't matter. It's, it's on the grand scheme of things, all these other things in life. This isn't something that matters. It's not going to kill you. It's not the end of the world. And it's like to these people, but it is to them. It is the end of the world. Yeah. It is, you know, shameful and something that they are possibly could be, you know, treated differently because they believe that basically the only reason for marriage is to procreate. Exactly. So they don't understand, like, they know, like, Jenny's not going to be able to give them grandchildren. So that's, like, the big issue. They even say to her, like, you should think of Submit as your son because of his age. Yeah. She's like, he's not my son. He's your son. Right. You know, like, the age shouldn't matter at all. But she just doesn't under Like, she doesn't doesn't get get the cultural. She's completely out of her element. No, yeah. She's totally out of her element. But then this is the most fucked up part. So then, um. The mom says that she will commit suicide and she swears on it. If he marries Jenny, she will commit suicide and she swears on it. And Submit basically relents and he's like, fine. Yeah. I won't marry her. And as soon as she says, or as soon as Submit says that, his mom smiles. Like a little smile at the dad, like, I just won. And then Summit goes, I won't marry her, but I'm going to live with her. Yeah. I'm not leaving and she's not leaving. And that's a 50-50 compromise. And that's what you're going to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. He said, if I can't be completely happy, then you can't yeah. either. Yeah. So, um, good for him on fucking standing up for him and Jenny, though. Like, yeah. he could have just been like, oh, Jenny, you got to go. Yeah, However... Yeah. He agrees that he's not going to marry her. And we all know what Jenny wants is to be married. So, but is that, I guess on both sides. But like, I think what the marriage thing came down to mostly was the visa. The visa, yeah. And so, and that's what his parents even said. They were like, well, if you can't, if you're not going to marry her, then how is she going to be? How can she stay here? And Summit was like, I'll find a sponsor. Yep, I'll find I'll another way. That. That's like, like, don't worry about baby. it. Goodbye. Um, so then the next thing we see is um after after this, they go to like this park and Summit presents her a ring mm-hmm. and it's but they're not going to get married. They're not going to get married, but it's like a promise I'm to be with each other. Saying that we're married. Yeah, yeah. And then it starts raining, and it's romantic, and it's cute, and whatever. I guess if you think it's cute, I don't know. I just thought, like Jenny, like Jenny, you're dumb. I'm sorry. Like I love Jenny's hopeless romanticism, but then at the same time, I'm like, you're grandkids your daughter everyone you know lives back in the u.s you've given up your entire retirement you're like what i just don't understand like i don't know like i guess it's for her she believes it's like true love but i'm just like kind of tearing a family apart i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know it is it is kind of like it it is hard that is a hard one there's like some part of me that's like, well, it's love sweet. is love that and is love, you know, right. all that stuff. But then the other part of me love is just prevails. like, he is going to be giving up a lot of his yeah. life, just like with Brittany. And yeah. Jason, then, yeah. You know, the same kind of feelings where yeah. it's like, he's going to be giving up a lot of his life for this person. So you better be like in it to win it, you yeah, know, for sure. So, um, speaking of Brittany and Yazan, Brittany and Yazan. All righty. Yeah. The best. So in the last episode, we know that Brittany goes uh, to visit Yazin's brother, O'Biden, and she has a conversation with him along with Adam, the fucking stellar interpreter. G translator. Super amazing. Michael dude. Jordan. I feel like we should literally <laughs> just be like, like, 
they should just have him translating the entire fucking thing. It's so funny because I'm in like a bunch of 90 day groups and like everyone has the hats for this translator. Like everyone's like lusting after this translator. He is a straight G. He's He's not good looking, by the way. I mean, and I have a couple of comments about his translating. But he translates perfectly. If not too perfectly. perfectly. Yes. So um, when she speaks to Obida, just kind of giving like a quick recap of everything, she speaks to Obida, who basically explains to her that um, he could basically be uh, facing an honor killing and um, people hate him and might want to kill him. Yeah. Um, And that marrying affects the entire family and not just him. Mm -hmm. And she starts crying and Obida says that she shouldn't be crying because, but she should probably leave, basically. Um, can I just interject real sure. quick? I think like um us seeing her cry was like it seemed really genuine. Oh yeah. And it seemed like that was the first time that she really understood like how deep she was. I in. think that yeah. that was her what the fuck yeah. have I been doing yeah. moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. She had a little switch mm-hmm. go off going like I'm in too deep, abort, abort, abort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think that um there's been a lot of rumors circulating online that like this was a fake relationship all around but i'm sorry like that was then an oscar worthy performance because like for real she like really she sounded like she was hyperventilating she was like very upset about the fact that like yazan could be potentially facing an honor killing so uh yeah that was a lot and oh, so Obida basically explains to her that um, he will never lose me. I will stand next to him. I know that he loves me very much. I thought that was so sweet because yeah. he was like, um, if the whole world is against Yazan, I would stand by him. That's yeah. what he says. And I was like, God damn, that's a good sibling. He obviously is just like he the loves best his brother. brother. Exactly. He loves his brother. And so he also much. states that I know what he's thinking and I know that he'll make the right decision. Yeah. And what he says is like he just wants Brittany to be fully aware of what Yazan is facing and what he's already had to give up. And um she asks, you know, if I converted to Islam, would it help? And Obida says no, because she doesn't have like the true conviction of belief to be Islamic. So they would all know that she was just converting like basically as a fraud. Like she wouldn't yeah. be like a true believer. And like she would just be a fraud. And this is why I love this uh, interpreter so much because yeah. I have a couple of these where throughout this entire thing where she goes, okay, so like if I were to like convert, will they like relax? And the translator says to Obida, if I convert, will this help the situation at all? And then she <laughs> so says, he puts it way more eloquently says, than she ever could. He says, and I'm just going to like ad lib kind of what he says. But he basically says, there's nothing you can do to change their minds because you would just be being fake. And then the translator goes, no, converting from Islam comes from the heart. Yeah. <laughs> and then... She's just like he's like so he wants you to take care of him and she's just like yeah I'm gonna do that and then she he goes like she promises in her heart that she will well and also it's but like, Obida he in his like interview like one on one interview he says he's like I think Brittany is being honest and I think that she truly does love my brother um because of how upset she got and then um he just basically asked Brittany like whatever ends up happening, please take care of Yazan. Like you're going to have to be his entire family because his entire family is basically going to disown him. So you're, if, if this relationship is going to prevail, like you have to understand you're taking the spot of his entire family. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, I just thought that was like, that's super deep and super well, heavy. Well, they obviously are trying to get it across to her how serious yeah, this is. And right. I think that the brother and the translator are doing a really good job yeah. of yes. doing that. I think yes. that Brittany does have like that like aha moment of like it's not fun anymore. And I thought that Obida did it in a really sweet way 
because when she starts crying, he like goes to like comfort her. Mm-hmm. He like wipes her. Yeah, her and so like it's not out of a place of hate. Like he's just like, I need you to understand like mm-hmm. what's happening with my family. Like it's not, it's not him being like fuck you, bitch. Like it's him being like. I'm going to stand behind my brother no matter what, but I need you to understand. Right. Like, there's, there's more there to is, this than this just is, you guys This is married. a way deeper thing than you can even fathom. But he's super sweet and gentle with her. Yes. And I thought that was super fucking awesome. So um, basically the next thing we find out is Brittany has to cut her trip short because of coronavirus. Jordan is um, closing the borders. So she has to basically like, hop on a plane and get the F out of town. So um they say goodbye to each other and she basically says like we're gonna try the K1 visa process and get you here. Sorry. Wait, okay, so go ahead. Yasin and Brittany uh meet up to talk to each other after she sees Ovida mm-hmm. and they bring the all-star translator. And um, she tells Yasin about what she learned from Avida, and Yasin says not to worry about it. Um, and then he says that his family is watching them and watching her at all times and saying things like she's a porn star. Oh, and then yeah. the, which the uh, the translator says porn actress. Very, very <laughs> sweet of him. <laughs> that elevates it. Yeah. It so elevates he thinks that you're a porn star, and he's like, uh, she, he says that you're a porn actress. Um, so thank you very much for that, fucking Adam. You're great. So he hasn't explained to, that all of that stuff going on doesn't really matter, and he wants her to decide, like, are you marrying me? Like, if you want to get married, then we need to get married, and you have to decide if you're marrying me because that's what's in your heart and that you love me, or that's because you're afraid that afraid. now I have to, if mm-hmm. I back out, then I'm going to be in trouble. Yeah. And, um, at that point she kind of says that she needs like a little bit to like think about it and they, they reconvene. And she says that if Jordan is becoming dangerous, that she thinks that it's time for them to try and, and to go to America instead. Mm-hmm. Yasin says that he would like to stay in Jordan, but he will come to America if that's what she wants. And I understand that she wants that just because like, again, it, it is really dangerous for them and, and she does have. I don't think that she would give up her lifestyle of being an influencer. I mean, his family said on camera that they will kill him. Yeah. On camera. They had no qualms about it. Yes. They said they would kill him. So they are in a very dangerous situation, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. I mean, we've seen honor killings are a real thing. Like, this happened. We watched an entire documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Like... (laughs) So we are well we, yeah. we I are basically am, in charge of everything. I basically know everything about honor killing. So I can teach everybody. I knew about I honor killing before anybody else knew about honor killing. I mean, do you even know about honor killing? <laughs> They're so underground. I mean, <laughs> it's like thirty thousand ballots. <laughs> do you know about that? Let's do Benjamin. They're cheating. Wait. Yeah. That is the next one I have. Yeah, no, no. That's who I have next is Ari and Benjamin. They're so lame. Give (laughs) give us a little recap. Okay. So baby gets baptized. That's about it. That's about it. (laughs) And And, all right. Now we're up again. (laughs) Um, And then um, they go to this huge uh festival it's, it's called tim cat and it's basically Timcat, the the baptism of jesus so it's a giant uh uh i want to call it a festival but like uh it's a ceremony. a ceremony like a gathering where they have like music and dancing and then they have people that are trying to get into the holy water and that's how he well there's well there's there's there are priests with hoses and they are like Spraying holy water over the crowd. It's just tap water. (laughs) Okay, sorry. So, uh, well, he says includes singing, dancing, and something about a lemon and holy water. 
I don't know about the lemon. The lemon was supposed to be like you lemon give someone a lemon if you like them. Is that why he gave him a lemon? Yes. Yes. So we'll get to that. So it was like you give a girl a lemon if you like them, and then the lim- the girl's supposed to fucking give it back. I don't know. It's just the entire thing. He talks about it. He even says the word water lemon. I zoned out. Oh wait, he meant. I thought he meant watermelon. <laughs> he did mean watermelon. <laughs> He said water of lemon, and I kind of like it. That was so so cute, though. I love Binyam so much. And this is when he's such a sweet dude. This is when he it he tells the uh, he does a little aside with the cameras and says that he intends on proposing to her at this uh, big gathering. Mm -hmm. So that's super fun. And um, they bring the baby, who is one month old now, to a big crowded place. Dude. I don't know if anyone else has noticed this, but Ari is super scared of everything. She basically... And she's super white. And, and super white. Like, dude, you are just blistering in that hot sun. Like, you are in... You're close to the equator. You're dying right now. I'm sorry. Like, you're dying. Like, what do you have? Like, 150 SPF on? Like, right. there's no umbrella. She doesn't minutes. have an umbrella. Yeah. There's no umbrella. She doesn't have a parasol with her. She doesn't have a parasol. There's no parasol <laughs> over the baby. It's loud as shit. The baby doesn't have earmuffs. Earmuff baby, earmuff baby. No earmuffs for the babies. <laughs> She's just, like, really afraid of everything, which uh, there's things that she's legitimately afraid of. But then, you know, the other part that we were kind of talking about before is just, like, you know, there's plenty of people who were born and raised born and there raised and they're perfectly fine. And they're fine. So, yeah. you know, like, not to say that you shouldn't fucking she needs, protect your children. She needs, but And I understand her anxiety as a new mother. Well, I don't completely understand it because I've never had children of my own. But, however, I understand. Like, I get it because, like, I'm super anxious about my dogs. Well, okay. And about my cats. No, and that's totally legitimate. What I'm saying is, like, you have, you have to understand that Binyam's a parent too. And Binyam would never let anything happen. Yeah, he's the father. And he's trying to do that child. You have to have You have to, what you have, part of love is giving some of that trust to him. Mm -hmm. And, like, knowing that he's going to make the right decision and that he can protect his child. And it's super important for Binium. Like he said a million times, like this is a huge ceremony. This is a part of my culture. This is how I grew up. Like he was so excited to show Ari and the baby, all of this. And so Binium has the baby on him. He's carrying him in a, in a carrier and he's protecting him as like has the blanket over his head and he's carrying him around and and Ari's like give me the baby give me the baby well okay just to reiterate how like (laughs) crazy she is about this at when they're when they're spraying the holy water she's like I don't know where this water is coming from (laughs) I don't know if it's tainted I don't know if it's poop water it's just like She's freaking the fuck out, and it's just like, okay, I get it. And and he is being like squeezed into this area where everyone is trying to, and he's holding. He has the baby in a carrier on him, so it's like I get that she was getting nervous. She's like, that's enough, that's enough, because the baby was getting like smushed between people. I mean, I understand to a certain I'm point, saying, but at the same time, how many other babies were there? A yeah. million. I mean, yeah, exactly, it was a baby exactly. festival. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. was a festival it was actually for babies. an excuse for people to just drop their babies it off was in a like, giant I'm just area. Bringing my baby here, <laughs> they and just I'm drop them off and come up. back in like two weeks. Baby, <laughs> two weeks. you're okay with the hose? Perfect. Hang out at the pool. Hang out. It's a pool. It's so fun. Have fun. So, um. She's getting upset and she's feeling uncomfortable and she's like, give me the baby, give me the baby. And she's like, that's enough, that's enough. And they pull them aside and Ari is, he, he keeps on saying, he's saying to the camera crew, Ari is an annoying person. She's selfish. She only cares about herself. I don't know why she's acting like this. But then he's okay, going to yeah. propose to her. Propose to her later, right? <laughs> and, and that he no longer wants to propose. So she gets some time alone. She's feeding the baby. She's, you know, starting to feel the effects of gaslighting and everything. And she comes out. 
And she comes out and decides that it's time for her to apologize to him for being a nag. What does she want? But he was crowded by these, and he knows that she's anxious. So just let her take the baby. But that's a cultural difference where he's like, this is how we all grew up. That's like, totally why do you fine. Freaking but out? If, if she's like having a hard time with that, I'd be like, just fucking give over the baby and be done with it. Listen, bitch, you, know I mean? like, you moved to Ethiopia. Why did you not research yeah. this shit? That's like, true. Why did you not she did not know this shit? Third world she country. has no, she yeah. knows nothing. And she's especially like, like, especially since we know that this ceremony is like super important to Binyam, like, why was this never discussed before? Like, why was this never like brought up? Like, this is right. a huge thing, right? Right. Like, this mm-hmm. is a huge thing. Um, maybe should have left the kids with the fucking grandparents right. or something. Just like go out. Well, the, the grandparents are gone at that point, but he doesn't have parents. No, he's an archive. Okay, but he has he has he has older sisters, siblings, and but they were all like there. Oh well, they were all there. Someone's got to sacrifice it for the baby. Because <laughs> yeah, remember when she hands <laughs> off? Home. Remember, go there anyway. remember when she hands off the baby to the random people? Yes. And it looks like she's just handing off the baby <laughs> to strangers, and then underneath <laughs> it, it's like Binyam's sister. And you're like, oh, <laughs> oh okay, okay. It's she wasn't just sister. handing yeah. her baby to, but it looked person. like it that. definitely did. Yeah, but like he doesn't have parents. So all of his siblings were there. Like, right. It was just, it was a family Okay, thing. well, she like, didn't want to go anyway. Let her stay home with the baby. So she finally decides she's going to apologize. She comes and apologizes and everything is fine. Everything, all is right in the world. Okay. And he awkwardly proposes by pulling her aside. We know it was cute though, because there was a choir singing on both sides sure. and there was like an aisle sure. open sure. and everyone was watching. But they were standing in the side of the aisle. No, they were in the awkward. middle of the aisle. Well, and when they were walking point, down, they were like not walking down the aisle. So I was like, oh, okay. Want, he didn't want to make it. It was not. He was going to do. It was, it was not good. It was cute. Okay. He did the best he could. He did the best he could. Yeah, and anyway, you're right. You're right. So the <laughs> choir is singing. They're like, their uh, wish takes the baby. And Ari turns around and Binyam's there with a lemon. He's like, hey, look over there. And then the sister's like, hey, uh, look over here. And turns yeah. her back around. <laughs> and then he's got a lemon open. <laughs> and it, does, it looks like a lime, though. But I it, is a lime. it is a lime, but lemon is... Well... Lemon, I, it probably was a lemon, but not a ripe one. Okay, so it well, it looked like a lime, but either way, they have it. He was has definitely it, a lime. It's he has it open. It looked, okay, it's like a ring box, so to speak. And she's just like, Oh, great. And all I'm thinking is, like, Yeah, put that sticky ass fucking ring <laughs> yeah, yeah, on your yeah. finger the in pole, the hot, and hot all the fucking like flies and shit just with all the poop water yeah, that you were complaining about <laughs> fucking Ari Jesus anyway she says Christ. yes yeah <laughs> she says yes. she says yeah I'm gonna fucking marry you so good all right good for her so good last and my favorite couple and the best way to end it the best way to okay, end so it so go ahead and give our, us a little Penny recap. and Armando so basically they're showing us that corona has hit and they're doing a bunch of cute family stuff from home. They're cooking together. They're drawing on each other. Armando's like explaining to Hannah, who's like six or seven years old, um, what coronavirus is. And Kenny kind of says like, yeah, coronavirus fucking sucks. But like being quarantined with them has allowed me to spend a lot of awesome time with Hannah. So it's kind of been a blessing in disguise. And they show like a little like montage of them like yeah. cookie, making cookies. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was really cute watching Armando show her like germs. Yeah, and, like, yeah. He, that's he what drew, I was saying on her hand. He drew on the her hand and was like, you have to wash hand. it until it's gone. Yeah. It's just, it was, super, it was super like cute. super cute. So then um, they show um, this part where Kenny and Armando sit down and they open up the email from the human rights department in um whatever state they're in and their marriage has been approved. Aww. Yay. We're so happy to hear that. It was so 
relieving. Like, it's so good. It's like, it feels Well, so I was good. so upset for them that, like, seeing that they could actually get married, I was like, good. Because I know that Kenny, that's really all he wanted was to be able to get married to them, spend the rest of his life together. And, you know, he's been waiting. Well, he's, and he's in his just, 50s and he's been waiting this entire time. Well, and not only that, but, like, just so they can establish a family. Because, remember, he can't get a job. Without citizenship, he needs that. He needs that. Sure, but beyond that, I oh, think no, that he yeah, just yeah. really wanted. Oh no, 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 yeah, it was way more. Yeah, than that. he was like he wanted to spend the rest of his life with them. So, my, so the next part is so cute. So they get a babysitter, and they go to the beach to celebrate, and it's super cute. Kenny brings champagne and a bouquet of sunflowers, Aww. and they set up a little picnic on the beach. And um, Armando says, since you've moved here, everything has been better. You've given me a new chance at life. Um, and he gets all emotional and so does I. And oh, he explains God. that he's able to be who he is. Yeah. And that yep. he's not nervous about yep. being seen with him anymore. Yep. So he says he's feeling more comfortable in public with Penny. And he says it's amazing to be free. Like, finally, to be who he is. Um, and Kenny surprises Armando with a horse ride on the beach. Oh, my God. <laughs> so cute. And it's so funny. It's so romantic and sweet, but it's so funny because when they do their little, like, interview on the side, Armando goes, it reminds me of a gay movie. <laughs> <laughs> and they both start laughing. I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. But so cute. Um, so literally, they ride off into the sunset. It's together. like the best. It's like the only literally, way. they're riding off on horses on a beach into the sunset together. It's like the only way that I think Nadia Fiance has ever had like a the happy ending. ending. And it's like everything happened the way it was supposed to happen for them. So like, good for you, Kenny and Armando. It's so sweet. It's so good. I'm so happy I for mean, you guys. I mean, the only thing that would make it better is, like, if his kids all moved to be their neighbors. Yes. That'd like, be that'd so be good. the best thing ever. I but, like, that. they are the cutest ever. And they did talk about, like, the fact that, like, now they're engaged. They don't know, like, if Armando's um, parents will come to the wedding. So, I'm curious like are we gonna see more of them like are we going to see that all unfold we didn't get a sneak peek for next week so we don't know what's gonna like i assume they're gonna go into the reunion and it's gonna be a zoom reunion oh yeah it's gotta be and we're gonna know all of the same shit we've already known like exactly like you were talking about is like they love to pump it up and make it very very like dramatic and then it completely and so we'll see we're gonna see where it happens um spoiler alert so if you don't want to hear this fast forward like two seconds a minute <laughs> 50, 30 seconds um we know that like Devin is in a relationship with like this new dude yeah she is no longer with yeah him. she's she's like with this new guy out in California um so we know for sure that they are not together. So that'll be super interesting. I'm interested to see if that's a thing on the reunion, reunion. or not. Right. We'll like, see, though. Right. Like, as time caught up with that. But she is very out. Like, I mean, there's Instagram posts. There's, like, you can go look Devin up and she's she's with a new dude. Right. So that'll mm -hmm. be interesting to see, like, how that all plays out on the reunion. Um, there's not much about there about Jenny and Submit. Um, Brittany and Yazan. Oh, Brittany talks shit about the producers. Oh, yeah. She oh. says, and the crew. Yeah, and the crew. So you're all bitch -ass. She said that, yeah, <laughs> she, yeah, she was basically pissed at the crew for how they portrayed her. But I'm sorry, like, you're on camp. Like, there's only so much they can do to make you seem like a bitch. Right. You were a bitch. Yeah, you just were. You just were. You and you know it. Were. Yeah, oh. and you were awful. Um, so Brittany, Yazan, Jenny Smith, who else was there? She's like Melissa. I have no idea what's going on with them because I don't care. 
because they're soggy as hell. Get them and off the show. Get them off the fucking show. Goodbye. And then who else was there? I don't know. Oh, Kenny and Armando. So Kenny and Armando will find out if happily ever after. I, sure. Oh my god, I would love to see their wedding. Yeah. I'll, that, well, I would cry. Do ninety day fiance happily ever after? Would yeah, be that would be amazing. That would be amazing. So, um, next week we're going to do abducted in plain sight because next on Netflix next week is our documentary week. It's on Netflix. It's been on there for a while. It is wild. Like one of the craziest things. It's I've, the weirdest. It's up probably story I've ever the heard. most fucked up documentary I've ever ever seen. It's so good. So, um, if you want to watch Abducted in Plain Sight and join us and um, talk about it with us next week, come chat. Come chat. Find us. We would love to hear from you. And that's basically all I have to say. Same. Well, that's it. That's That's it. it. All right. That'll be it. You guys all have a good week. Don't forget to watch your trash. Um, bye. Bye. Bye.